Hello, it's Jack. Um, so I guess my first question for you is, um, how long have you uh, lived in South Bend? And uh, did you grow up here? If you didn't grow up here, like, did you move it, like to South Bend from anywhere else? I've lived in South Bend for 66 years. Wow. Uh, I grew up right here on the east side um, on Howard and St. Louis. Yeah. Uh, I am the sixth child of 15 children. Wow. My mom and dad. My dad passed. My mom's in Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. And uh, this has been home. South Bend has been home. That's awesome, yeah. Um, how was it like growing up with like 14 other siblings, you said? Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Really? Because we lived on the corner, so our house became the neighborhood house. Mm -hmm. oh, so right. All the kids in the neighborhood wanted to come to the Morrow house, Ooh. you know, so awesome. uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, we could only stay out to a certain time, yeah. you know. <laughs> so old folks would say, when the street lights come on, mm -hmm. you come in. Okay. So you can about guess about six, seven, six or seven o'clock, yeah. you were in the house, not <laughs> on the porch. Oh, yeah. in the house but mm -hmm. it was a lot of fun we yeah. we had a lot of fun growing up as kids it's totally yeah. different than what it is today yeah that's yeah. very cool um so like when you were growing up like so in south bend did you or your family like have any certain opinions about notre dame or anything like that well when as as a child growing up my parents moved here from tennessee mm -hmm. uh back in 1940 43 Back in 1943, my dad and my mom moved here from Tennessee. Mm -hmm. um, and it was only 114 of us at that time. Yeah. It was just a few. But um, we knew the university was there. Mm -hmm. uh, but there was never a relationship yeah. with the university. People within the city very seldom went on campus for mm -hmm. anything. Yeah, that's what, I, that's what I, I've heard like recently, like more learning about the history i i didn't realize that i thought that was very interesting have you like noticed like more in recent years that there's been like more of a connection or is it still kind of there has been more of a connection now like um because i live where i live which is within five minute walk from mm -hmm. campus yeah. okay at that time when the students would stay off campus you know mm -hmm. we got to know the students that lived around us mm -hmm. uh Austin Kurt lived right next door to us, really? the basketball player. He wow. lived right next door, so we really got to know him really well. Awesome. And a few of the football players mm -hmm. we got to know pretty good. Uh, so we had that type of relationship, mm -hmm. but not a relationship of going on to the campus. Okay. Uh, it was a thing that if you live south of the campus, you stayed south of the campus, yeah. which would be south of Angela. Mm -hmm. Anything north of Angela, pretty much stayed north of Angela because mm -hmm. the students were not coming into the city. Yeah. You know, so mm -hmm. they kind of stayed in their own little area. I once wrote an article in the Observer yeah. called The Children Under the Bubble, mm -hmm. um, which I really didn't think they were going to publish, but really? they did. Was, this was yeah. years back. You know, I was really surprised that they did. But I talked about how there was no relationship. Mm -hmm. And how they mm -hmm. seemed to be fearful to come off campus mm -hmm. because they didn't know anything about the city. Yeah. And coming into a city and you know nothing about the city mm -hmm. and you're in an area and there's not a, a relationship, they were very hesitant. 
And they were told, students were told, you know, you don't want to go off campus. You know, mm-hmm. you want to stay on campus. You may get hurt if you go off campus, yeah. you know. That's, like, that's it something was, I, like, I didn't know that much about South Bend before mm-hmm. I came here. And that's, like, I, that's honestly something I kind of heard. But, like, I, I've been to, like, a couple things off campus and just, like, the surrounding area of South Bend. It, it's, like, nothing like what I've heard. It, it's, it's a lot nicer and, like, there's, yeah. there's a lot more things that, than, like, people like initially tell you which I think is really strange yeah because it's a whole new atmosphere mm-hmm. now and that breakthrough the communication the breakthrough I mean with Father Hesburgh was really great yeah. okay he was a really great person mm-hmm. and Lunani I don't know if you know Lunani he's he's a one of the vice provosts on campus uh-huh. had once made a statement that the University of Notre Dame is known internationally and loved internationally, yeah. but hated by their neighbors. Yeah, that's, I, I feel like that's such a strange, like, thing. Yeah, and yeah. it was true. Mm-hmm. I mean, because they weren't trying to do anything for us, and mm-hmm. we weren't trying to do anything yeah. for them. Mm-hmm. So when Monk Malloy became president, mm-hmm. uh, he felt that, hey, these are our neighbors, and we really need to get yeah. to know them, yeah. you know. Let's yeah. break that ice. Yeah. And you should see him walking through the neighborhood. Really? And talking with people in the neighborhood. And with the kids, I mean, and it gave you a feeling that, hey, they might not be as bad as yeah. as we perceive them to mm-hmm. be. It's just that during that era, mm-hmm. in the 50s and in the 60s, yeah. when um, race discrimination and all that stuff was going on, mm-hmm. uh, there was no means of communication with the neighbors in the community. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm happy that's like, we're definitely like getting more connected now. Yeah. Um, so, um, so you said you stayed in, you've lived in South Bend for 66 years, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, have there been like any like specific reasons you've stayed here for so long? Well, um, I guess, I guess because it's kind of like your family oriented, mm-hmm. um, I didn't graduate from college. I went to college, but mm-hmm. I didn't graduate. Mm-hmm. And I had moved to Springfield, Massachusetts okay. right after high school. Mm-hmm. I have siblings that were in Massachusetts, and I moved out there. And it just wasn't for me. Yeah. You know, Definitely. some people aren't cut out for the big city mm-hmm. life. Yeah. You know, you got to drive 40 minutes to get to one oh, side yeah. of town. I you totally know? get that. Oh, oh no, that, was, that totally <laughs> was not for me. And I had mm-hmm. two children at the mm-hmm. Children at the time. No, I had three children mm-hmm. at the time I moved to Massachusetts. It just wasn't my fit. Mm-hmm. So I came back to South Bend. Uh-huh. I came back because I like South Bend. I think yeah. South Bend is a great place to be. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a place where there's a lot of nightclubs and entertainment like that mm-hmm. going on, but we're centrally located. Yeah. I mean, three hours I can be in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Three and a half hours I can be in Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah. I can be in Ohio. Mm-hmm. I mean, so we're centrally located. If there's anything major, two hours from Indianapolis, mm-hmm. if you wanted to do something, get out and really get into a yeah. party, an hour from Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I'm from Chicago. Oh, so okay. it's, it's very, yeah, I just, I take like a two and a half hour train and I'm to the city. So, yeah, yeah it's you very know, nice. So, mm-hmm. so the outlets are there. Yeah. I think South Bend is more, it's, it's, changing but at the time it was more of a family oriented city mm-hmm. there were good schools uh the job market was good uh yeah 
industry was booming. Mm-hmm. You know, we had Studebaker factory, yeah. we had Bendix, you mm-hmm. know, we had AM General, mm-hmm. and jobs were plentiful, mm-hmm. you know. So you just loved South Bend, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. So that's why I ended up coming back because yeah. I really like it here in yeah. South Bend. Makes sense. Um, yeah, so you mentioned how, like, there's been, like, changes over time. Like, have, like, maybe, like, you had certain reasons for, like, coming back here at the time, but have, like, your reasons for staying evolved since then? Or are they just kind of the same as they... No, I, I, I've seen change, mm-hmm. you know. Um, like, where I live, I mean, well, we have the triangle development here. The house is right across the street mm-hmm. here. You know, we have the Robinson Center now. Mm-hmm. We only we had the Northeast Neighborhood Council back then, which was an old fire station building on the corner of South Bend Avenue in Notre Dame. Yeah. Uh, that was the community center, okay. you know. But it was more of servicing for families if you needed your utilities paid or you needed food or Mm -hmm. something like that. That's what it was all about. Uh, But we were a very powerful entity of the neighborhood because whenever something was going on in the city and the university needed the support, they had the Northeast Neighborhood Council they could come to. Okay. And and it's still like that. That That is still the same way that relationship is there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would go to the council meetings and to yeah. different meetings and say, hey, this is what we think is, is going on. This is what we'd like to see done. We don't think you should be doing this. We were a neighborhood that was united. And when something was coming up, yeah. we would go, if the university needed us to pat their back, yeah. we needed them to pat our back. Yeah. That relationship was developed. Yeah, um, you know, so definitely cl- really yeah. good. Definitely glad to hear that. Um, I guess um, so you mentioned where you lived. Um, have you like, did have you like moved at all? Like since you've been in South Bend, or have you just like kind of stayed in the one like same place? I lived probably. Three years on the southeast side of South Bend. Okay. Uh, it was not a great area, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I lived over there for about three years. I did not like it. Yeah. Okay. And then I ended up coming back to the east side. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, back then there was problems and there was crime but it was nothing like it is today. Yeah. Our crimes were like, we get in a fist fight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and then an hour later, it's like, I beat you up. Yeah. You know, no, you didn't. I beat you up. <laughs> you know, that type of crime. Yeah. Uh, and there were some other crimes, but nothing like what it is today. Yeah. You know, that has really... Can you, like, maybe go a little bit more into detail about how that's kind of changed over time? Like, what do you mean specifically by, like, how what the crimes are different now? Like I said, when we were kids, you know, we'd fight one another, yeah. you know, and, and that, that was it. But nowadays, mm-hmm. children, young kids, and it hurts my heart, they get in a fight, they go home and get a gun, and they come back, yeah. and they shoot somebody. Yeah. I, I think they don't understand that... Mm-hmm. This is a one-time deal on this earth. Yeah. You know, there is no coming back. Mm-hmm. 
And I don't think they understand the ripple effect that when you do something like that, murder someone, you're not only affecting that family that you murdered, you're affecting your family, the community. And I don't think these kids have very much moral value. Mm -hmm. You know, moral value was instilled in us, you know. You treat people right, you know. You do not take what's not yours. Mm -hmm. Um, You do not do any body injury to somebody other than a little fist fight, you know. But (laughs) nothing major like that. But I, I, and I think it's simply because my parents were parents. Mm-hmm. I come from a mother and father household. Yeah. Mom and dad lived in the same household with 15 children, so yeah. there were 17 yeah. of us wow. in one house. So you mm-hmm. can about imagine yeah. probably in a 900 square foot house, you mm-hmm. know, 17 people. But they were parents. They instilled in us yeah. moral values. I think nowadays babies are having babies, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, fathers are not in the household. Yeah. So there's no guidance. So these young kids, young women and men, it used to be mainly men, but young girls now are out there committing crimes, yeah. you know? And and it's that, I, and I think there's no more value instilled in these kids and their parents aren't parents, mm-hmm. you know? Because you have a baby, don't make you a parent. Yeah, I get that. And so mm-hmm. I, I think that's part of the problem mm-hmm. where the crime has gotten so far out of control yeah. and then a lot of time it's people from other cities like from Detroit coming in yeah. here from Chicago coming in here mm-hmm. or out of Indianapolis coming into South Bend like, because it's a small yeah. and thinking that they can bring their crime their game and with them changing the culture yeah. a little bit and um that plays an important role mm-hmm. also. But it's 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 sad because yeah. just recently, what in three weeks, four murders? Really? Yes. In South Bend. In South Bend. You, Ooh, wow. you may not have known about it. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean That's crazy. Since Christmas, a thirteen year old, three seven two seventeen year olds and a twenty year old murdered. Ooh. For what reason? And the craziest, all of them are, to me, all of them are crazy. They, they make no sense to mm-hmm. me. But the one is, the guy told the girl, she's 17, he's 20. If I can't have you, can't nobody else have you. What sense does, you're a kid. Yeah, that's, that's you're a kid. pretty messed up. But... You know, so, and then you end up with the retaliation, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, you hurt somebody in my family, so I'm coming at your family. Yeah. That needs to be some kind of way controlled or stopped. Would you, like, I know this, do you have, like, any idea of a way that you could maybe try to fix the problem, or do you guys do anything here at the Robinson Center? Here at the Robinson Center, we do not deal with that type okay. of, of violence. Mm-hmm. There are restrictions here at the Robinson Center. Mm-hmm. And it's like, basically, one strike you out. Yeah. Okay, we do not tolerate violence whatsoever. Mm-hmm. That's why we have the program, Take 10 program, walk it out, talk it out, wait it out. Mm-hmm. You know, and they go into the schools and they talk to the children. Mm-hmm. And if you come here and want to start trouble, you can't come here anymore. Mm-hmm. And the youth director meets with the parents, and that's 
clear from the very beginning, we'll take your children into our program, but if your children become violent in any kind of way, they have to go. Okay. And which is good. Yeah, I because you don't want to start festering that type mm-hmm. of um attitude among children at all. You want to try to keep it clear and open. You want them to feel like they're in a safe environment. This is a safe place. Yeah. It feels yeah. very I I feel very safe and this is this area yeah. is very nice. Um I guess switching on to more of a different subject or a lighter subject. Um do you have any like favorite activities or stuff you really like to do in South Bend? Just like general? You know not really. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, there's I what I would really love for them to see, mm-hmm. love to see South Bend do is bring movie theaters back to downtown. Really? When we were growing up we had the Granada, the state, and it was another we had three movie theaters yeah. downtown South Bend, and it brought people to town. Mm-hmm. Uh, downtown was a downtown. We had shopping stores, you know. We had uh, a soda fountain, mm-hmm. you know, and places like that, yeah. which was good. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, downtown now more of a business district. Yeah. Yeah. There's not really a lot you can do. Yeah downtown uh but the city overall i enjoy going to the first fridays they have the first fridays uh and it's downtown at the century center then the businesses along michigan street um they have different activities going on Mm -hmm. and you can go to the different places and kind of socialize and get meet people so Mm -hmm. i enjoy i enjoy doing that but Mm -hmm. uh what are the uh, First Fridays, you said? Yeah, it's called First Friday. It's mm-hmm. spon- the city does it. Okay. The city does it, and it's, it's one of the things uh, that Mayor Pete has brought on, mm-hmm. that uh, they have entertainment, and you pay X amount of dollars in the Century Center. You go out on the island and, you know, and just mingle with people that have a band. or And then, like I said, the businesses that have activities for children nice. to do. And it's kind of like bringing the city together mm-hmm. for a day of yeah. fun. That's very cool. And it's called First Friday. Nice. And it's it's really a lot of fun. Um, like I said, nightlife. I'm not really into nightlife. Yeah. You know, <laughs> at my age, you know. No, mm-hmm. I I enjoy going out to dinner. We have, yeah. I think we have decent places to go out to dinner. Yeah. Uh, I like the East Race. I like walking the East Race. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there there are things that you can do, but I just think they would if yeah, I think if they would bring movie theaters back to downtown. Yeah, I so, think that would be really great. Yeah, that'd be very I mean I know they had a couple clubs one time downtown that people just it just didn't work. Really? Yeah. It just it just didn't work. Mm-hmm. Um but to have a really, really nice club or something where mm-hmm. you could come have a drink or two and just chill out and yeah it would be it would be nice to yeah, see that that sounds very see nice. that come back yeah. yeah um so i guess other than uh other than them taking away the uh, movie theaters um have there been like any other changes that have occurred like in south bend while you've been living here that have like really impacted your life well i think 
the development, mm-hmm. uh, especially in this neighborhood. Yeah. I never would have dreamed in my life that I would see an Eddie Street comedy. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or I would have half million dollar houses right across the street yeah. from my house. Housing has impacted. But what I do like about that is that the homes that they are building in the neighborhood, they're trying to keep them similar to the homes that are already mm-hmm. established in the neighborhood. Yeah. Okay. I've seen this neighborhood go from good to bad mm-hmm. to ugly. And when I say ugly, I mean ugly. Yeah. Uh, like the we call them the Notre Dame apartments. Yeah. Right here on Notre Dame Avenue in Corby. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, it was so bad over there. Really. Crime, drugs, rapes. You name it, really? it happened in them apartments. It was so bad that the mail man would not leave any mail there. Really? Would not go up in there. Mm. There were shootings over there. It was terrible. Mm. But silently, the university was buying a property. Mm-hmm. When older people died off, they were acquired to property, mm-hmm. in which we in the neighborhood had no knowledge that was going yeah. on. <laughs> But they were quietly buying up the property, mm-hmm. and then it got so bad over there till they just purchased that property and said, "Hey, this has got to stop." So is that like how all that like really bad stuff kind of ended? Just kind of was it that like Notre Dame just kind of forced all those like people to leave? I wouldn't say they forced them, mm-hmm. but when you become, it's like a landlord. Mm-hmm. Okay, when you become the owner like, of a property, you evict out what's in there mm-hmm. and start over. Okay. Okay, and that's what they were doing. They mm-hmm. were buying the properties up. That's how we get all these new homes going down Notre Dame Avenue. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they acquired the property, and which was for the better, mm-hmm. because this was a neighborhood of families, you know. Yeah. Uh, Mom, dad, and children, you mm-hmm. know, and then to see it go from that to just anybody and everybody moving into the neighborhood mm-hmm. and the neighborhood going down, mm-hmm. and you're five minutes from the university, mm-hmm. and this stuff is happening, no, it it didn't need to happen, yeah. you know. I, I, I get in a lot of conversations about that because a lot of people feel that the university gives us everything. Mm-hmm. They don't. Yeah. They don't. The university do not give us everything. Mm-hmm. We go to the city as a council and fight for what we want in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. They wanted to put roundabouts out here. Really? We said, no, yeah. that is not going to happen. They really wanted, NDOT wanted to put roundabouts. Yeah. We said, mm-mm. The neighbors got together, and mm-hmm. we fought them, and we had meetings. And NDOT told us we were the first city in the state of Indiana that fought them and won. Really? And won. They said, okay, tell us what you want. We told them what we, we wanted. They said, nope, you're not going to get that. Then we said, okay, tell us what you want. And they said, they said, um, this is what we want. We said, no. So we sat down and we worked it out. We had meetings. We had about 500 people come over to Pearly School. I don't know if you know where Pearly is. It's this elementary school that sits diagonal here okay. on Camp Hall and um, Eddy Street. Okay. So... We had over 500 people come to a meeting and, wow. and said, no, this is not what we want. And they worked it out, and this is what we got. That's very impressive. <laughs> you know, yeah. so 
if you come together, you can get things done, mm-hmm. you know. But they cleaned out that area, which was really great. Mm-hmm. They started building homes in the neighborhood, and you could see a change. Yeah. To me, it's a great change, yeah. you know. I live like two blocks over here, mm-hmm. and like I said, to see half-million-dollar houses being built <laughs> up across the street from me, yeah, my property taxes are going up, <laughs> you know, sky high, uh-huh. but... Just like I guess, it's, like the kind of trade off between that and just kind of right not having to be like scared when scared, you're like, oh. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and and as a kid, I I had no problems walking from here to one side of town, mm-hmm. okay, but when all the gang stuff started coming in, I would not. Certain time I would not go out walking by myself. Yeah, you know because you just even I wouldn't walk from here to campus. Mm-hmm. You know by myself after a certain hour because yeah. it, it just wasn't, it was terrible. Yeah, well, I... So the development mm-hmm. of the houses in this neighborhood, the new houses, is really great. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people are saying, oh, they're professors. Everybody that build in this neighborhood is not a professor. Yep. See, and Notre Dame bought up the property and Notre Dame's doing this and they're making the east side look like this. Mm-hmm. And my thing is to people when I go to a meeting and they start talking about Notre Dame, you mm-hmm. know. No, they have not been the best of neighbors, okay? Mm-hmm. But don't you think that if Notre Dame, I don't know how familiar you are with the city, was not located on Olive Street and Western Avenue. Okay. Okay, that's going west. Mm-hmm. If they were located there, what do you think that corner would look like? I don't know. Like, not. You think the university would let the corner look bad and it's a like gateway so. into the city? Uh, no. Mm-hmm. No way. And that's what I tell them. It's not that the university is giving us everything because they don't. Mm-hmm. The university wants the gateway to the university to look good. So We ca- just so happen. Yeah. <laughs> to be in the area, uh-huh. okay. So like they're kind of they're kind of making it better for their image, but at the same time, it's but it's kind of benefiting the, like the residents that live there as that well. That lives in uh uh-huh, because mm-hmm. um, it seems like now there are professors that are building homes mm-hmm. uh, in the neighborhood, okay. Um, however, it's an improvement. For the neighborhood yeah. our property value like I said it's going up my mm-hmm. taxes are kind of high now you know I'm like okay yeah. <laughs> you know you guys can move any day now <laughs> but it's bringing the neighborhood back together mm-hmm. it's a very this is a very diverse neighborhood yeah. I think we're probably one of the most diverse neighborhoods in the city mm-hmm. okay and that's good because people get to know each other mm-hmm. uh, and they communicate with one another whereas I think on other sides of town, the communication isn't that great. Mm-hmm. They want to know why Mayor Pete isn't doing something over here. Why we got a thousand vacant houses? Yeah. You know, in the east side, <laughs> it's looking like a model city. You yeah. Know? Well, people on the east side care. Mm-hmm. We get out and we fight for what we want yeah. and what we believe is. You know, I think Eddie Street Commons. I think it's the best thing that could have happened to this mm-hmm. neighborhood. Um, people were first resistant about, you know, you're going to take away from the downtown, mm-hmm. okay, 
So you're building this up for students, you know, but you're taking away from the downtown. My thing on that issue is put something downtown to make me want to come downtown. Yeah. Okay, if you don't put anything down there for me to want to come down there, mm -hmm. no decent restaurants or uh, shopping places, yeah. then whether there was 80 Street Commons or not, I'm not going to support it. Yeah. But you've got to put something to make me want to go downtown. Mm -hmm. But I think the Eddy Street Common development was really, really great yeah. for for this neighborhood. Yeah. I think it was really great. I love it. Yeah, that's yeah. all. I mean, yeah, I've just from hearing from other people, I've kind of heard like mixed reviews about mm -hmm. it. But yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah, I, I, I love it. I think mm -hmm. that's, that, that's one of the best things could have happened for this neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess now shifting more towards um the Robin Center. Um, how how did you specifically get involved with the Robin Center? When when they first started about talking about doing something, getting to know the neighbors, mm -hmm. I was on the committee. Okay. Okay. Uh, and we would host myself and Marguerite Taylor and a few others. Father Don McNeil. I don't know. Um, he just passed recently. Okay. Um, he lived across the street from one of our neighbors, Marguerite. Mm -hmm. And through Malloy, his task was, how can we build a relationship with, yeah. the, with the neighbors? And he talked to us, and we had little tea parties. I call them tea parties. Yeah. I said, nothing like the tea party that's going on political. Mm -hmm. But we would invite people. I would invite people, a group of five, into my home. This person would invite. And we'd sit down and we'd talk about, okay, if the university could do something for us, what is it that we want? Mm -hmm. What would we really want them to do? And a lot of ideals came out of The main thing was a grocery store. Mm -hmm. And they said, no. <laughs> that is not going to happen. <laughs> so we went back to the drawing board. And we said, what about an educational center? Mm -hmm. And they said, that we could do. Mm -hmm. And this used to be a Goodwill building. Okay. Goodwill was here. There was a grocery store. Years ago, it was called A&P Grocery Store. Then there was an Aldi's mm -hmm. right next door to where we are now. Mm -hmm. Then Aldi's moved out. Then a couple neighborhood business people bought it and it was called E and L grocery store, but it didn't survive. Okay. And uh so we said, what about an educational center? So they took the goodwill portion of it and gutted it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and said, Okay, this is what we'll do for you because this is what the people wanted. Mm -hmm. We wanted somewhere where seniors could come Children could come, infants could come. Our youngest participant is probably six months old. Really? We have a program that's called Talk With Your Baby. Mm -hmm. Our oldest recipient is 94 years old, uh -huh. and she's in our book club. Mm -hmm. And we have a senior book club that has been here for, we've been here 17 years. They've been here 16 years. Uh -huh. So uh, it, we have programs for all ages. Yeah. People... Think of the Robinson Center as a place for children only, mm -hmm. but it's not. In the morning, we have adult program. We have English as a new language, which we partner with South Bend Schools mm -hmm. for refugees who want to learn how to speak English. That's very cool. Their children, if they have children, we have a preschool for that purpose mm -hmm. so that they can continue 
their education and they can bring their little children into oh, yeah. the preschool. We have maybe like five or six different languages with the children. None of them could speak English. Yeah. But they all picked English up real good. Mm -hmm. And then they learned each other's language, which mm -hmm. is really good. <laughs> I mean, because a lot of them are getting to the place where they speak English better than their parents can mm -hmm. speak English. So we have those programs. Uh, we have computer programs for seniors. Yeah. Uh, we have a beginner's class that meets on Tuesdays from 1 to 2. And we have a more advanced senior mm -hmm. class that meets from 1 to 2 on Thursday. Uh -huh. They think they're advanced. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're no more greater than the beginners. You know, I, I laugh. I think about it all the time. I say, you guys really think you're more advanced than this group here. And I'm over the, the adult programs here at the Robinson mm -hmm. Center. And we have a fitness class. Mm -hmm. um, so there are other things that go on other than just children program. But our children program is really good. Um, it's Lucky, Velshana Lucky is a youth development director and she does really great things with the children awesome. that are here at the Robinson Center. Mm -hmm. We have a Shakespeare program that went to England this year. They took 14 children to England. Really? Perform. Yes. And they I got chance to that, go yeah. they got chance to go to William Shakespeare home. Really? You know, this was really a great. We have a robotics team. Mm -hmm. A couple of years ago, our robotics won a state competition, and they were invited to the nationals in Germany. Wow. I mean, so there's great things that yeah. happen here at the Robinson Center uh, simply because we are who we are, and we do have a love for children, and we do want to see children better themselves. Yeah. You know. That's very cool. Uh, we have the tutoring program. Mm -hmm. We have over 300, 400 tutors that come in and tutor the children here. Mm -hmm. Each child is given their own individual tutor for the entire school year. Huh. So it's not like you come this day and you got this tutor and then yeah. the next day you That's come. You got, no, you're assigned a tutor throughout the whole, for the whole yeah. year and that tutor meets yeah. with you. And I'm sure that probably, I, I'm sure that probably helps because like you'd be able to build a relationship with You build a relationship with, with the mm -hmm. tutor. And what often happens is tutors feeling, oh, we're going into this. <laughs> I don't want to say deplorable neighborhood, yeah, but we're going mean. into this area mm -hmm. and we're going to teach these children mm -hmm. and it takes the complete opposite effect on them. They learn from the children, yeah. you know, and they become attached to the children, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> and it becomes like a big brother, big sister relationship yeah. and they love it. The kids love it. Mm -hmm. uh, our youth development. She has what she called My America, mm -hmm. and she takes, during spring break, she'll take them somewhere across the country. Really? They've been to the White House. They've been wow. to the Martin Luther King Monument. They go to different schools mm -hmm. for college purposes, mm -hmm. you know, to introduce them to college life. Mm -hmm. um, it's just a wonderful program that these children would never get the opportunity yeah, to do amazing. anywhere else, mm -hmm. you know. And with the younger kids, she doesn't take them, like, to New York and places like that. They went mm -hmm. to the Statue of Liberty last year. Mm -hmm. But she'll take them downstate, let mm -hmm. them see the state house, yeah. and let them meet sen yeah. state senators. And, and this is exciting for them, you mm -hmm. know. And these are the kind of things that they do at the Robinson, yeah. as well as she has businesses, business people come in and talk to the children. Mm -hmm. We have an entrepreneurship program that Michael Boyd, 
does, and what he does is they write business plans. He teaches them how yeah. to do business plans, and they enter uh, competition, mm-hmm. and their their uh, proposals are judged by professors from Mendoza. Really? Yeah, business huh. college, yeah. And they win prizes for their work, you know, they were sponsored by Fifth Third Bank. And so, I mean, all that comes out of the Robinson Center. Yeah. So there's great opportunities here. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds like children. great things. Yeah. And when the Robinson Center came about, it was like the 46617 zip code, that's the zip code here. Mm-hmm. And it's there, have priority. The children in this neighborhood have priority. If we cannot get enough children to meet mm-hmm. our enrollment, then and we'll no. go to the other mm-hmm. other zip code areas. Mm-hmm. But the 46617 yeah. children get priority. If parents cannot afford some of the programs, and, and there's no fee for programs, but the fees is like because in the evening programs, we feed the children. Okay. You know, uh, the children, when they come from school, they get, they get a snack. So that's where the money go. Okay. Uh, she has a auction every year at Christmas. The first Saturday in December, yeah, and she raises good money, and that money is used to take the children for like the to programs travel. and trips. Uh-huh. Okay, for the program and trips. So yeah. there's a lot of stuff going on here at the Robinson Center, and if you notice, it does not look like Notre Dame in any kind of way. No, <laughs> no kind of way. That yeah. was one of the things that we did not want. Mm-hmm. We did not because that love was yeah. not there yeah. between the university and the neighborhood, so we didn't want it to look like. Okay, yeah. Notre Dame has come in and yeah. taken over. You walk in, you see University of Notre Dame, the lock and all that stuff yeah. on the walk. We you kind of, you want it that. to be like your own thing, like separate from the right. university. Separate yeah. from the university, but separate from mm-hmm. the university. Yeah, like, and mm-hmm. when people find out that, oh, you're part of Notre Dame, their <laughs> eyes are like, wow. <laughs> I was the biggest doubter really? when this came about. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, you guys aren't trying to do anything for us. You're just trying to get a name for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I was the Doubting Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> and I would confront them on on every issue. Mm-hmm. You always got that one person that yeah, wants I to mean, fight. <laughs> that's, I, that's definitely a good thing, though, I think. Yeah, you got mm-hmm. that one person that always wants to fight. Mm-hmm. But um, they had a trustee meeting here back in the day, mm-hmm. and I was asked to speak on behalf of the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And I just told them how I felt. Yeah. You know, I didn't bite my tongue about mm-hmm. it. And then um, it was said that, okay, did you tell her to say that? <laughs> and he said, no, Luella says what's on her mind. Yeah. And you were like, a lot of places need a person on their board who is not afraid to speak their mind as to what they really feel. Things that we think and won't say, mm-hmm. she thinks. And says, yeah. and, and, and that's how, so I was like the doubting Thomas, yeah. and I told the university, you're only trying to make yourself look good, you're not trying to mm-hmm. do anything for the neighborhood, mm-hmm. you have a hidden agenda, Yeah. and I attacked the first director, Jay Capper Negro, and <laughs> yeah. he laughs about that now, he told me, he said, she was not a nice person, <laughs> you know, when yeah. I first met her. But they did keep their promise. Mm-hmm. They did give us something in the neighborhood. Yeah. We're like an anchor now. Mm-hmm. And they always promised us that no matter what happens through development, there will always be a Robinson Center. Mm-hmm. 
So awesome. we're getting a new building built. Wow. Uh, diagonal across the street, which is going to be the end of phase two mm-hmm. of Eddy Street Commons. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right here, diagonal, they're building us. We're like in 8,600 8, square feet. We're going to 13,000 square wow. feet. Wow. Which is almost doubling yeah. what we have. That's crazy. But that's a promise that the university gave us mm-hmm. from day one. There would always be a Robinson Center. Oh. Uh, it was named after Renelda Robinson, okay. who was a advocate in the neighborhood. She never donated one penny to the university. Really? I think she may have only went on campus once, if at all. Oh. But she was a fighter in the community. Mm-hmm. And she she just felt in her heart that there needed to be a relationship yeah. between the university and the neighborhood. Yeah. So they named the building. Yeah. After I'm her. really glad that Nardin did that, just like recognizing like an important figure. And yeah. Regardless of... Like I know, like a lot of the buildings, buildings like, going a million, you know, yeah, like named people donate, yeah. So, you know, mm, that's um, very cool. I wish more students. I think a lot of departments on campus don't really know the Robinson Center because mm-hmm. we're not on campus. Yeah. See, and I so they don't feel that connect. But when they do come out and visit the Robinson Center, they were like, "Wow, this is really great," you know. Mm-hmm. Why are you guys so quiet? We're not quiet. You guys just stay on campus. You don't mm-hmm. come this way. So yeah. the Robinson Center, I think it's, it was something that was needed mm-hmm. to break that division between yeah. the university Definitely. and the city. Yeah. Um, could you uh, elaborate more on what your specific role is at the Robinson Center and like what you do on a daily basis? I am the adult program coordinator. Mm-hmm. I oversee adult programs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to, we, like I said, we have the computer classes, we have the book clubs, we have the fitness classes, mm-hmm. um, we have the E&L classes, an adult program, but that's under the literacy okay. program, which is a different director. Okay. okay. But um, what I do is to try to get adults involved mm-hmm. in programs here at the Robinson Center. Mm-hmm. We have what's called a Senior Lunch and Learn series. They meet the fourth Monday of every month. Mm-hmm. We There's a $5 fee which covers the lunch, mm-hmm. and we invite speakers in. Mm-hmm. And they talk about some of everything, you know. Mm-hmm. You name it, they talk about it. <laughs> you say, okay, what do you want next month? And we do it on a monthly basis. Okay. And one of the one of the things I like telling is uh, our Shakespeare director, Christy Burgess, she was we was having lunch and learn and we had brought in an attorney to talk about wills, estates and purchasing funeral plots and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So as she was walking down the hall, she heard him say Oh, you're going to die. There's a 100% chance you're going to die. <laughs> that freaked her out. I mean, well, it totally, she's young. Yeah. You know? It totally freaked her out. So after the lunch series was over, she said, Luella, why did you let him say that? How could he say that? I said, did you see any of us getting upset? And she stopped and she said, oh. I said, we realize this is what we need to do and that this is going to mm-hmm. happen. And, you know, yeah. she said, I couldn't believe he said that. There's a 100% chance you're going to die. I said, he was telling the truth. I said, young people don't think about that. Yeah. You know, that's the furthest thing away mm-hmm. from your mind. But when you become older, mm-hmm. 
you understand death and you know it's going to happen yeah. and you want to prepare for it. Yeah. And that's what he was, you know. Mm-hmm. So then she kind of understood. I said, you didn't see nobody get up and walk out. We all stayed there and listened. And mm-hmm. afterwards we were saying, okay, I'd like to make an appointment to make a will. Yeah. <laughs> and she laughed about it, but I tease her about it all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so those are the kind of programs that we have for adults. Okay. I want to start, we had a photography club mm-hmm. and, um, I want to get it back going again. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't a class. You use whatever cameras you had. Mm-hmm. One girl had one of them old-fashioned crate yeah. cameras, you know, and she brought it. And we go out into the community and take pictures of things and, and then come back and talk about mm-hmm. it. And uh, mm-hmm. so I'm trying to get that started back. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to find out what young adults would like to do. Yeah. I mean, I have my senior group, mm-hmm. but I think I would like to reach that group that's 30 to 40, mm-hmm. you know, to do something with that group yeah. there. Because isn't, you, you mentioned how, like, you have a lot of programs for, like, younger kids and, like, mm-hmm. older older adults also, but, like, so do but not have that many for the in-between. In-between age group. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I really want to start focusing okay. on is trying to find something right. that they're interested mm-hmm. in doing, you know, programs that would benefit them as yeah. well, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it's it's been fun, and that's what I do daily here is make sure my programs are running smoothly. Mm-hmm. Uh, part-time receptionist as right. well, mm-hmm. and um, which I like. And they always say, ask Miss Lou. Miss Lou knows everything, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I'm a lifelong resident. So uh-huh. people come in, and I do know the neighborhood, and I mm-hmm. know the programs here, you know. Yeah. So I, I like it here. Yeah. I I mean... When I was fighting them, yeah. <laughs> I, just, I never dreamed that I would be an yeah. employee who who's gonna hire a lose. <laughs> she fought us, yeah. but That's it's changed. really it's really been great. Uh, the university kept their promise mm-hmm. with what they would do yeah. to build a relationship yeah. with the with the neighbors, and I think students are not as hesitant these days mm-hmm. to come off campus as yeah. they were back in the day because it's a whole new generation. Yeah coming into effect and I think students have no problem with leaving campus yeah, anymore. I'm, like I I'm totally fine going off campus now like I yeah. I'm not like scared or anything or you know, like, the only, only thing I, the advice I would give to students is be aware of your surroundings. Mm-hmm. You know. Um if you're out late traveling groups, yeah. you know, don't walk the streets. And especially girls. I mean, I think that's just that's just kind of like general, like good tips for like anywhere. Yeah, yeah. for anywhere. I mean, mm-hmm. no, I I was sitting in my driveway. Me and my son were sitting in my driveway, and there was a Notre Dame student. She was walking, going south. Well, this particular block is really dark. Mm-hmm. She had no idea that we were sitting there in the car because she was doing this. Yeah. On her on her phone, you know. Mm-hmm. I said anyone could woke up, yeah. you know, and attacked her, you know, and I was like, she shouldn't be 11 o'clock at night walking by herself, mm-hmm. for one thing, you know. And then on top of it, like, And on top on of phone. it, you know, texting and stuff like that. So, you know, it's just know the, know your environment, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. It's a safe area, but like all areas, yeah. there's going to be problems, no matter yeah. where you go, you know. Mm-hmm. You can live in the riches of neighborhoods, mm-hmm. and you're going to have problems. Yeah. But just be alert, yeah. especially when you're by yourself. Yeah, or it's definitely good. Go, go, go. Thanks for that. 
Um, do you have any uh, specific programs within the Robin Center that you're most proud of? I'd say my adult programs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I say that because we have a group of seniors that continue to come and be a part of your book club for mm -hmm. 17 years. That's something to be proud of. Yeah. That's something Definitely. to be proud of. When you have seniors that want to come in to learn more about technology, mm -hmm. okay, that's something to be proud of. Yeah. I mean, because times are changing, technology changing, and they're trying to stay up on this. You know, they may not be advanced. I'm not as advanced as I probably should be, mm -hmm. but I do know, and I have learned stuff that I would not have learned yeah. had not the Robinson Center been mm -hmm. here. Now, we have great programs. All our programs are, are great. Who would have thought our children would have went to Germany yeah, or would have went to England? Maybe. Who would have ever thought that, you know, or go down state in competition? Mm -hmm. No one would have thought that. So the Robinson Center has really been a great place in the community for children mm -hmm. as well as adults. Yeah. And we have the Talk With Your Baby program where they bring the mothers in and bring their babies in and educate them. So I think, but I'm partial to the adult programs, yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, but all our programs are, are great. You mm -hmm. know, we really have great programs. And I think once people come in and find out what we do, they would be like, wow, you guys do more stuff than yeah. we really thought you did. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah. That's very cool. Um do you think uh do you think there's any like specific program in the Robin Center that's been like the most vital to its success or like on the other hand like any programs within the center that are maybe a little bit too underutilized in your opinion? I think the success would be well, you know, our youth programs mm -hmm. is is really strong and it's always out the gate been good. Yeah. But our Shakespeare program mm -hmm. You know, Miss Christie came in, she, her husband, who's now her husband, was a student over Shakespeare on campus. Mm -hmm. And she wanted to bring Shakespeare to the Robinson Center. 99% of the clientele here is black. Yeah. So, yeah, Miss Christie, you think these black kids are really <laughs> going to get into Shakespeare? <laughs> Let's be real here, mm -hmm. you know, and this is what... Marguerite Taylor, who was the adult program director at the mm -hmm. time, said to her, you mm -hmm. really think these black children are going to get into Shakespeare? Yeah. She said, I'd love to see it, but it'll <laughs> never happen. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Yeah, it happened. It happened. Mm -hmm. It truly happened. Yeah. They got into the drama. They got into the Shakespeare. They love it. Yeah. You know? And she was like, I have to apologize. <laughs> I never would have thought. So I think that... It's a great success story, yeah. you know, yeah. that to see this happen. Programs that are underutilized, I don't think we really have any programs that are underutilized mm -hmm. uh, because we have waiting lists really? of people trying to get their children into the Robinson Center. Oh. We heard about the Robinson Center. We were called to say we can get our child into the program, you know, um, there's always a waiting list. Mm -hmm. That was one thing. Um, we kind of outgrew our space. 
you yeah. know, because a lot of agencies wanted to partner with us, mm -hmm. but we just didn't have the room for it. Yeah. There was no room. We totally, but... Um, so is that why, like, the new building is going to Yeah, that's why the new building mm -hmm. is, is coming about, which yeah. is really great. Uh, because um, programming's are so, so, so well here, and I think the community sees the... They see that the children are learning and the children are developing in opportunities mm -hmm. that they have. And they're also like enjoying it. And here enjoying too. it. Mm -hmm. And there's no place else that yeah. in the city that kind of, I mean, you have boys and girls clubs and stuff like that, mm -hmm. but not having that tied to the university. Yeah. That's where the difference is, mm -hmm. is having that tied to the university. We are, we're able to do things that other community agencies can't do. Now, we have the Notre Dame Center for Arts and Cultural. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, that used to be, it's on the west side of town. I don't know if you ever heard it. It's, mm -hmm. um, at one point, Notre Dame, they bought it. It was a neighborhood building back in the day. It was a children's dispensary. Okay. Okay, and uh, then it became a child care center, mm -hmm. you know, Hansel Neighborhood Center. Then in later days, Notre Dame was going to purchase it and use it for the Latino studies. Mm -hmm. But then they decided to almost duplicate what we have here at the Robinson Center on the west side of town. Because on the west side of town, they present, the university is not trying to do anything for us. They mm -hmm. don't want to help us in any kind of way. Yeah. So Notre Dame Center for Arts and Cultural mm -hmm. became the place. Is that like... And it's kind of similar, mm -hmm. similar to what we have here. They do the tutoring yeah. programs. They have... Um, they brought in a renowned artist, and I can't think of his name. He moved a studio here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Big bucks. Well, yeah. but they brought him in. And they do things with the children, teach them about arts and cultural, mm -hmm. which is really good. And they're going to celebrate their fifth year anniversary mm -hmm. coming up soon. Fifth year or 50th? Fifth. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, coming up real soon. And it's been a success yeah. because it's, it was able to take children from that side of town, mm -hmm. from the west side of town, and start getting them involved in programs that mm -hmm. will benefit them in the long run. Yeah. Um, and it's good to, we had some children that started from first grade all the way through high school, really? graduated and became, and kids that would have never gone to college mm -hmm. are going to college. Yeah. Because of the programming that we have in the, and the success of professors and the university being involved. Mm -hmm. in, allowing things to happen it's really helped the children yeah so um i think that was kind of touching on this but at one i know one of the reasons that the robins founder robinson center was like initially founded was to help like bridge the relationship between notre dame and like the south bend community like do you still think that like the programs today are like helping to keep that connection yes mm -hmm. i do mm -hmm. um and I think the students feel comfortable about coming mm -hmm. to the Robinson yeah. Center. You know, it it there's still work to be done. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, but great improvement has happened, yeah. and a lot of it has happened since the Robinson Center has been here, mm -hmm. uh, because we now take students onto campus. Yeah. You know, whereas. They wouldn't have had that opportunity. Mm -hmm. uh, they they get tickets to go to basketball games yeah. and to football games, you know, mm -hmm. which they never would have had that opportunity. Yeah. So it is building 
mm-hmm. a relationship. It's not a hundred percent, but it's kind of starting getting stronger than it used to be. Stronger than much stronger than what mm-hmm. it used to be. Yeah. So that division is is mending. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I know like before, like people in like the communities kind of had a negative view of Notre Dame and I understand that, but do you think the center's affiliation with Notre Dame has kind of changed a like surrounding areas perspective on Notre Dame and like their view on it? Well, you're going to always have those that are haters, mm-hmm. as, yeah. as the kids would say, yeah. haters, you know. <laughs> what does a hater do? A hater hate, <laughs> yeah. you know. But yeah. uh, I, I think on the other side of town, when they put the Notre Dame Center for Arts and Cultural, mm-hmm. they saw that Notre Dame was reaching out. Uh-huh. Okay. So, yeah, so you mentioned how, like, before, like, people on the west side, west right? West side, they... uh-huh, just felt everything was Notre Dame and mm-hmm. the east side. But now that they have the Notre mm-hmm. Dame Center for Arts and Culture on that side of town, mm-hmm. they can see that the university is trying to yeah. reach out mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. Uh, not what they think they should be, and it probably never will be what they think it yeah. should be. Mm-hmm. But at least they... It's like a start. Mm-hmm. It's a start. Mm-hmm. Who knows down the road yeah. what, you know, what may develop over on that side of town. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's 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 developing. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. it's really developing. Um, oh, I think you uh, touched on this earlier, talking about any street, but like recently there have been like, there's been a lot of concern about South Bend residents like being displaced by the university, like Eddy Street Commons Part 2. Um, I, th- I guess you touched on this, like, so you mentioned that um, you thought it was good how it's kind of like making the area safer in a sense. Um, do you have like any other response to the project? Like, Well, when Eddie Street Commons was being planned, mm-hmm. okay, it was said that Notre Dame is coming in and mm-hmm. they're buying up all the property gentrification yeah. all that stuff is going on mm-hmm. well I lived where Eddie Street Commons is now mm-hmm. okay I lived on Burn Street um, there was Burn Georgiana and Dewey there were three streets right there together that if you didn't know were there mm-hmm. you would not know that they were there yeah. and the mm-hmm. city had de- declared them blighted mm-hmm. okay uh, we as homeowners was like so what are you trying to do here you know, you're trying to take what's ours might not look like a mansion to you, but mm-hmm. this is my mansion. Yeah. You know, and I'm, I'm I'm proud of what I have. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and you're just gonna come in and just try to move us out. Yeah. Well, they had tried the same development on the west side of town, mm-hmm. and they learned South Bend Heritage Foundation, who was over uh, the housing part learn the one thing you don't do is try to take something from people. Yeah. Especially what they have worked hard for mm-hmm. all their lives. Yeah, especially like and their then, home. Yeah. And then you enforce eminent domain mm-hmm. and take their property. Mm-hmm. They learn from that. Yeah. So when they came to the east side to do the same thing, mm. they said to us, the development is coming. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because this used to be all wooded area. Yeah. 
Okay, the development is coming. We're gonna, we want to buy property. Uh, would you be willing to sell your property? Mm-hmm. And it was like, we had these meetings, okay, so what are you willing to give us for our property? Mm-hmm. And here's what they said, we will give you market value for your property. Now, that money that we take from you, we put in an escrow company. If you want to build back into the new development, you have that opportunity mm-hmm. to do so. Yeah. See, that's where a lot of people didn't understand. They felt that the city and the university just came in and booted us out, yeah. took what we had and just threw us aside. But they mm-hmm. didn't. They gave us an opportunity mm-hmm. to build back. Everybody that lived on those three streets, uh, Georgiana, Burns, and Dewey, mm-hmm. came out 500 plus better than what they were when they lived there, okay? If we did not want the offer that they made us, they told us, go get your own appraisal. Mm -hmm. Come back, and then we negotiate, which was fair, which was fair. Um, So it's not like they came in and just said, we're taking your property, because like I said, they they did that on that west side of town, and it Mm -hmm. didn't sit well. Mm -hmm. So they did not want to make that same mistake again. Mm -hmm. So what they did is they negotiated with us, they talked to us. They said, you can take your money, we'll help you find a house somewhere else, Mm -hmm. okay? Um, Stop in Heritage, which was over the housing part of it, bought my parents' property at the time, and I said, okay, if you give me my parents' property back, Mm -hmm. then I will either remodel the house or build a new house. Mm -hmm. And they were like, well, you got to relocate me anyway. So you're going to give me, you got to give me relocation fees. Mm -hmm. You got to pay me for my property. Mm -hmm. Plus you got to help me find somewhere. I did not want to leave the east side. I wanted to stay on the east side. Mm -hmm. So they worked with me. And I was able to get my parents' property. Mm And I had an architect come in and look at it. And he said, Lou, if you really can build, build. Yeah. I know there's sentimental mm-hmm. things here, but tear down and build. Mm-hmm. You know? And I said, okay. Yeah. So that's what I did. <laughs> yeah. I tore down and I built a new house mm-hmm. you know, with the monies that I got from the old house that they yeah. purchased from me. Yeah. So it's like nobody really came up on the short end of the stick mm-hmm. yeah, in that awesome. deal. Everybody came out much better, so there was no gentrification going uh, on, and people were saying that Notre Dame is just taken up. <laughs> it wasn't all Notre Dame. The city was involved in that development mm-hmm. as well, and like I said, I think that's the best thing that could Eddie Street Commons is the yeah. best thing that could have happened, and that one thing we did tell them they wanted to name it uh, University Village. Yeah. <laughs> uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> not going to happen. Not yeah. going to happen. We did not want Notre Dame's name tied to yeah. that in any kind of way. Yeah, I totally get that. Because now it does look like gentrification mm-hmm. that you're coming in and you're yeah. taking over and buying all the properties and doing this. And so we said, mm we don't want the Notre Dame name nowhere on that. And yeah. then they came up with Street Commons, mm-hmm. which um, I think is really great. Yeah, that sounds like, like a very nice compromise like I, whenever I like hear stories about like gentrification and stuff like that it, it usually ends up seeming like someone's on like the and lesser side of the stick but yeah. but it like I said everybody in that area came out mm-hmm. came out happy yeah came out awesome. real happy you mm-hmm. know so um it, it was something that was needed mm-hmm. um and it brought 
students and tourists more into the city. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, you got football weekends. And, yeah. Uh, game day, you know, brings in over a million dollars, you mm -hmm. know. But there's somewhere for the people to go, you yeah. know. And they, I, I, I really think that was the best thing yeah. that they could have done yeah. uh, with, with the apartments that they built mm -hmm. and uh, the things that they're continuing to do, the townhouses and the whole, the whole development, I think, in this next phase, I'm really waiting to see. Yeah. Uh, one thing I, they said that they learned from was for the business, rental space was so expensive, mm -hmm. you know, and so they're trying to gear more toward entrepreneur businesses, you know, and like these apartments, and and I'm sure I'm right on how they said, you could have your business on mm. in the front of it and you, you can live in the yeah. back side. I mean, which would be good, and they're trying to bring millennials back mm -hmm. to, the, to yeah. the area, which I think is really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think you just like mentioned this, how like um, Notre Dame like, brings in a lot of money with like the football and tourism um but do you think that Notre Dame should try taking on more of a leading role in spring like other aspects of South Bend's like economy I don't think they should take on a leading role but I think they should work together mm -hmm. it should be more of a partnership and I think that is happening you know mm -hmm. uh I think it should be more of a partnership mm -hmm. than just because we get money, we're jumping out here mm -hmm. front. That is not what people want. Mm -hmm. They would prefer to see the university and the city yeah. work together as partners. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think because in Eddie Street Commons, at one point, it, it was said in, in our meetings that the university was going to build a, Mar a Marriott on campus. Mm -hmm. Okay, And they were like, city was like, ah, oh, <laughs> let's kind of try to work together on yeah. this, okay? Mm -hmm. So there was $400, $400 million money put in a pot to develop Eddy Street Commons, mm -hmm. and well, the city get the tip dollars, they get the taxes off mm -hmm. of it. You know, the university gets their share of recognition for coming together and partnering mm -hmm. with the city, mm -hmm. and so instead of building a mega hotel on campus, mm -hmm. You now have yeah. the embassy suites. Mm -hmm. You know that's off campus, which is still keeping people yeah. in the city. Tourists coming to the city. You know, mm -hmm. so it it worked out. I think the it would not be feasible to jump out front and take on yeah, but but to work together with with the city on yeah. certain things and the things that the university may want. Yeah. The city coming and backing them up. I think yeah. that would be great. That definitely makes sense, yeah. and not just kind of. Having their own because agenda. Because we got the money, you know. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. We do not, I don't think they should want to take on a battle like yeah, that yeah, yeah. With, with, with the city. Mm -hmm. yeah. you know. um, due to the uh, Robinson Center's connection with Notre Dame, do you see the Robinson Center as like a potential catalyst for economic change in South Bend? Not really. Yeah. That is not our role, mm -hmm. pretty much. Our role is an educational facility, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, not to be economically out there. Mm -hmm. uh, Makes sense. Just to remain as, mm -hmm. not as quiet, but people know about the Robinson mm -hmm. Center, but not to become a potential. Yeah. So it's just kind of like a different thing yeah. you want to, I get that. Mm -hmm. 
Um, how do you think the uh, the Robin Center's focus on entrepreneurship aligns with Mayor Pete's vision for modernize the modernization of South End? Well, I think our, our our programming is completely different than what the mayor is mm -hmm. searching for or mm -hmm. looking for, because we're dealing with younger children and we're educating them. We're trying to get them. Uh, at this point, we are not the best technology place yeah. here, you know. Uh, but I think maybe in the future, mm -hmm. we may become a focal point where mm -hmm. high technology, you know, yeah. get the children, the older children, into that era yeah. of high technology. But at this point, I don't see that. Would you like, would you enjoy seeing maybe the Robin Center like kind of evolve in that way? Oh, I would love it. Yeah. I would love to see it. Mm -hmm. Not just for the children, but for the adults as well. Yeah. You know, uh, to see see that major change, you know, happen, I, uh, that that would be great. But I know that's down the road. Mm -hmm. I may not be around, yeah. <laughs> but you know, my grandkids. Hey, Granny, yeah. I'm on your grave, and this happened. <laughs> you know, we got technology over mm -hmm. here. But yeah, I, I think eventually we will get to a point where yeah. technology will be more focused to the Robinson Center. Do you think that would also like, you mentioned how you wanted to kind of find more programs to like center towards that middle age group of adults? Yes. Do you think that would? I think that would be, mm -hmm. that would be something that would pull in that yeah. programming for that age yeah. group. Yeah. Especially with like, I guess like the kids now, like my age, maybe a little younger, kind of like so focused on technology like yeah i mean that's that's all you guys do with yeah yeah you know. not gonna disagree with that <laughs> no but i i, I think mm -hmm. you know uh it would be nice if there was something like that to educate that that age group mm -hmm. more on technology yeah. i mean let's face it my age group is dying on mm -hmm. you know uh and then you got the babies coming up mm -hmm. but you got the group of you guys yeah that are wired mm -hmm. <laughs> tech, tech, yeah. technology. That's where mm -hmm. your mind focus on yeah. what we can improve on or what we can do, mm -hmm. uh, social media yeah. and that kind of, I think that would be something that would be good for that age group here at the Robinson yeah. Center. I think that'd be really cool. You to... can get a technology club going. Mm -hmm. yeah. Maybe you should think about that. <laughs> I could bring something up, yeah. Wouldn't it be great mm -hmm. if they have a technology club yeah. or something like that? Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So. Um, do you, now kind of shifting more towards like general South Bend. Um, how do you think the uh, South Bend community feels about Mayor Pete's desire to make the city more of like a tech hub? I think with my generation, mm -hmm. it's kind of a hmm, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. Yeah. That's how. Mm -hmm. older people think because they're not really into technology yeah. but mm -hmm. to pull the millennials back here you got mm -hmm. to do that he has got to yeah. I mean you know you say you don't we have these bright students graduating mm -hmm. and leaving South Bend yeah why are they leaving South Bend well why should they stay yeah you know there's really nothing here so I think if make this a technology hub mm -hmm. it would bring in more millennials and they would want to stay here yeah. 
Of course, and you got to bring the books, the mm-hmm. money with it to make them want to come back this way mm-hmm. and to make it a success. I think it's great. Yeah. I, yeah. I think it would be, be great if this was a technology yeah. hub. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, so do you think, like, uh, other people, like, share that view or do you think, like, there are some people who might be, like, afraid how it could, like, change the community in a sense? I think those who are not aware of you always have those that are going to resist change regardless even in the younger generation Mm -hmm. you will have those that resist change Mm -hmm. but you will have those that will prove that change Mm -hmm. is for the better nothing great can happen if you stay where you're at but if you can move forward with things Mm -hmm. so I think that that change there are those who are are resistant to it Mm -hmm. But when you understand what Mayor Pete is trying to do mm-hmm. and trying to make South Bend a place that's known other mm-hmm. than Notre Dame yeah. being located in, yeah. uh, in South Bend, yeah. you know, hey, if you want a good technology job but you want something great, yeah. you ought to consider looking into moving to South Bend. Yeah. Check it out. Check out and see what they're offering. I think that would be great. Yeah, that would be cool. I mean, yeah, because, I mean, from growing up, I... Other than that Notre Dame was in South Bend, I never really, like, knew anything about it. I I think that would be very cool if, like, people could start associating South Bend with, like... With something. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. other than Notre Dame. Yeah. You know, um, Mm -hmm. so, you know, I think think what Mayor Pete wants to do is great, you know, and I think there's quite a good support Mm -hmm. backing. Yeah. For that to take place here mm-hmm. in South Bend, yeah. I'm uh, curious. Have you uh, have you read the uh, Politico article about? I started reading it. A mayor mm-hmm. that's going nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Really, I, I mean, like, come on now. What are you trying to say about yeah, South Bend? Exactly. You know, mm-hmm. um, Mayor Pete. I know it's not his goal to stay here, mm-hmm. and I think he tested the water when he wanted to become the. Democrat National Chair. Mm-hmm. That was a step forward, and that's his goal. Mm-hmm. Personally, I think it's great. Yeah. You know, um, at one time, uh, Brian Williams comes on, the news guy, comes on, mm-hmm. I think, at 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. He had a segment on one time, and he um, was talking to Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was saying, who do you think would be a good person for the Democratic Chair? Yeah. And it was really strange how he responded. Mm-hmm. And he said, there's this mayor in South Bend. Yeah. He had the weirdest name. <laughs> he says, and he has come out openly gay. Mm-hmm. He says, I think that's what they need. They yeah. need some young blood. It's mm-hmm. time to make a change. Yeah. And you need someone that's a leader and will get out there and try to make the party better. Mm-hmm. He said... I think that would be the person for. Yeah. And it was so funny, you know, you watch the <laughs> national news and Mayor Pete's name come yeah. up, you know, and, and sure. I, I, I just laugh because I tell everybody, he said, you know the mayor? I said, yep. <laughs> he said, the mayor know you? I said, yep. I said, I have many conversations with the mayor, you know. Yeah, I, I heard he was, uh, um, was it 
two weekends ago, you guys had some, I forgot the name of it, but some big event, right? And Mayor Pete came. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. He comes to our anniversary. It mm-hmm. was our anniversary, our 17th year anniversary yeah. year. And he comes and he talks to the children, you know. Uh, he just doesn't make visits just for uh, an like event. Publicity. But he'll come mm-hmm. and, and visit. He comes to our neighborhood yeah. meetings and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And uh, I have a good relationship with him. Mm-hmm. And it was so funny because one lady at once said, somebody said, I know the mayor. Mm-hmm. And her question back to them was, does the mayor know you? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, mm-hmm. I can honestly say I know the mayor, yeah. and the mayor does know me, yeah. you know. Uh, but I think he's very outgoing, mm-hmm. very charismatic, and people love him. Yeah, people love him, mm-hmm. and uh, I could see him one day as president. Yeah, I I, I could too. Right? I could see that, you mm-hmm. know. I could see that one day. Even if I wasn't here, I could hear my grandkids saying, "Oh, that my mama, my grandma knew <laughs> Mayor Pete. Yeah. You know, he was Mayor Pete. You yeah. know." But yeah. Do you think he, uh, that was, I think that was uh, one of the main points um, or something that the article brought up a lot about like him possibly running for president. Like, do you think that would be a good idea or something? Well, I he, think it'd be a great idea. Really? Yeah. yeah. I, I really think because he has a good head on his shoulders, mm-hmm. you know. And I feel that he, he knows what he wants and he knows how to go about doing it. Mm-hmm getting what he want or working with people to work with him uh, mm-hmm. for the betterment. Yeah. And I could see him being president mm-hmm. one day. Yeah, I, I really could. I, I think that'd be, uh, that'd be very cool. To that'd be, be awesome, yeah. you know. Hey, Mayor Pete. <laughs> <laughs> would, you, uh, would you still be calling him uh, Mayor Pete? I sure you, would. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd be saying, okay, I know he's president, yeah. but this is Mayor Pete. Yeah. I mean, because that's the name that we know yeah. him as, mm-hmm. Mayor Pete, and mm-hmm. everybody respect that. Yeah, you would respect him as president, mm, definitely, yeah. you know. But I can say, oh, that's Mayor Pete. Mm. I lived here, and he lived here, yeah. you know. <laughs> no, you didn't. Yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it, that would be great. Mm-hmm. I think that would be great. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I guess, I think my last question is, um, if you had, like, any or one suggestion for Mayor Pete, or what would it be? Leave our damn smart streets alone. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think... I say that jokingly, mm-hmm. uh, but on a for real note, I mm-hmm. think to me, I think that was the worst thing they did mm-hmm. was Smart Streets. Yeah, yeah, they said it's proven that Smart Streets are better, but when we were kids, we had two-way streets like mm-hmm. we do now. Yeah, somebody came along with a bright idea. Oh, let's put a medium in the middle and put mm-hmm. trees and stuff yeah. up. Okay, he did that. Mm-hmm. It didn't work. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, then let's make all the streets one way. Mm-hmm. Every other street one way. Mm-hmm. You did that. <laughs> it didn't work. Mm-hmm. Now you're back to where you were to begin with. Mm-hmm. However, you took out lanes and you narrowed the street. Mm-hmm. And I was in a meeting and the mayor was there and I told him, I said, you know what, the worst thing is at 5 o'clock, if you are on Jefferson Boulevard trying to turn north onto Michigan, mm-hmm. right there by where they're building the new Marriott, yeah. and um, in the Century Center, mm-hmm. it is so congested. Mm-hmm. You know, I said, it's terrible. Yeah. Because 
they had if if something major would happen, mm-hmm. paramedics couldn't get yeah. through. Mm-hmm. You know, now I can see if you had narrowed the street and there was an emergency lane, mm-hmm. but you narrowed the street and you put mediums right there in front of the Marriott. You know, yeah. uh, plants and trees. I mean, so if something happened, they have to be rerouted to try to get into. I just think it's crazy, and I think it's crazy that you would actually put a bike lane in the middle of a major street. Yeah. Lincoln Way West, Western Avenue. Now, the bike lane comes in like this here on the side, like mm-hmm. a natural, normal bike lane. Mm-hmm. But when you get to a certain part, it narrows and you right into the main floor traffic. Really? And then you're told as a driver, okay, you have to stay four feet in back of them. They yeah. have rights. Yeah, bikers do have rights. Yeah. They have rights, but why would you put a bike lane. Yeah, I feel like this is kind of like dangerous. That's, that's mm-hmm. dangerous, you mm-hmm. know, and you, where it narrows right into the middle mm-hmm. of the highway. I think yeah. that's, that's crazy, yeah. you know. And uh, one guy told me, well, Lou, keep living. You'll probably see it go back <laughs> to like it originally was, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. when you were a kid. Mm-hmm. But I guess, I guess I just have problems with, with yeah. that. Yeah. And all the roundabouts, mm-hmm. you know, coming down Michigan Street, you got one, two, three. Yeah, I yeah. Something I noticed when I like when I like first moved in here is just like on the way coming to campus. I think there was like four or five roundabouts, roundabouts. that you had to go. Yeah. I yeah. I've never seen that anywhere else. Yeah, I mean, I think that's crazy, mm-hmm. you know. And I understand how roundabouts are supposed to make traffic flow better, mm-hmm. but. My uh, daughter-in-law, right there at Memorial Hospital, mm-hmm. she was going through the roundabout like she was supposed to, you know, and a car was speeding, trying to beat another car in the roundabout mm-hmm. and rear-ended her, Ooh. you know, tore her car, you know. Yeah. And so I'm like, really? <laughs> Do we really need this? Mm-hmm. You know, but I don't know, it may benefit yeah. In the long run, who knows? But yeah. I just think right now I just have a little. Yeah. <laughs> I tell Mel, Mayor Pete, you lead them straight. Don't you bother the street. Yeah. <laughs> but on a for real note, I would tell Mayor Pete, continue doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, to make South Bend greater and yeah. better, uh, especially going into the technology mm-hmm. area. Yeah. I I would say go full force with that. Yeah. You know, because I think that's something that this area needs Mm -hmm. and it's worth and I think one thing that he did good was the river lights Mm -hmm. have you seen the river lights I don't think so okay they're on the Jefferson Street Bridge but if you go to the Colfax Street Bridge if you go if you leave here and you go up LaSalle like you're going downtown Mm -hmm. uh, you know where the Marriott is and the river where the dam is they have on the island they have what's called river lights and they change colors at night yeah. changes the color of the water and they did that for south bend 150th birthday mm-hmm. they had that installed it's beautiful yeah. people come from around just to see the river light yeah. that was a plus yeah so i would tell him to continue doing <coughs> what you're doing stay focused on what it is you want for the city mm-hmm. and uh you want to bring the millennials in, you got to give them what they want and mm-hmm. what they need yeah. to make them come here. Yeah. And I, so I'm totally for yeah. 
for that. All right. I uh, I think those are all the questions I have. Thank you very much. You're welcome. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah, I'm glad. <laughs>